Is there someone you just cannot forgive? You've tuned in to When Your Mind Becomes the Scene of the Crime podcast. I'm Dr. Linda F. Williams. I take survivors of abuse and trauma from pain to purpose so that you take back your power, tap into the truth of who you are, and live your best life now. It seems to me that there's a lot of misunderstanding about what forgiveness is. And there are a lot of us out here who have been so deeply wounded that we say we'll never forgive. Not too long ago, I did a tribute to Sassy Gray and Doris. And part of that included a clip of her daughter speaking about her experiences growing up in an abusive household. At some point in there, the lady's son who was interviewing her says that I think you did forgive. But I want to play this snippet because it shows how complicated this whole forgiveness thing is. In this clip, Sassy Grand Doris's grandson is interviewing his mother about the fact that she says she will never forgive her father for what he put her and her mother through. And I chose this particular section of that video because it shows how complicated this whole thing is. And at the end of this, I'm going to ask you guys, what do you think? Does it look to you like she forgave or not? So Uncle Rick did a whole video about finding uh, forgiveness yes. and uh, through Jesus. Yes. Now, you have a very strong faith in Jesus. Yes, I do. And But you don't feel like you found the same forgiveness that he did. I didn't. You didn't. You're not going to want to hear this. But you did forgive him. If you say so. According to you, not according to me. How? I don't think that you realize... I think you came to terms that he had a problem with alcohol and that you said it yourself, he drank the devil out of the bottle, but you called him daddy and you rushed over to save him. And then you took three years of your life to take care of him. Three and a half. You don't do that for somebody that you don't love. He didn't drink any longer. So I think you forgave him. I learned to love him but I even told him I'll never forgive you as long as I live I'll never forgive you for what you did to my life and my mother's and my brothers and sisters why did you take care of him I'm so confused I mean you have so much pent up anger and and Rightfully so. I'm not even saying that you don't have a right to that. I'm I'm angry sitting here listening to that. But I don't know that I would have been able to uproot my life and move in with my with somebody that abused my family like that without some level of forgiveness. What motivated you what motivated you to take care of him better than anybody else? He was helpless. 
he was a strong, strong, strong man. And he went down to his knees and I was there to pick him up. That's all I can say. I may have loved him in the end, but I didn't ever forgive him. No. And I'm not going to forgive him. You don't have to ever forgive anybody you don't want to forgive. <laughs> I, I respect Uncle Rick for being able to forgive him in his way. I do too. It made me cry. I wished I had but some of that forgiveness. I respect you just as much because you did more than anybody else. Yes, I did. In the end. With no help. With no help. My brother, I begged him for two hours reprieve so I could go to a movie or something, but 24-7 for three and a half years. I, uh, he needed me. That says a lot about you, Mom. Oh, it does not. It does. It says a lot about you. It says what a generous, loving heart you have and what a very good woman you are and, and you do have a strong faith in Jesus and you have I a do. very strong belief in, in Christ and, and I feel like he has filled you up with a lot of love you have a lot of love and and to have that much love to overlook that's what's gotten me through a little bit of love so what do you think did she forgive or did she not forgive is there a difference between the love she showed her father and forgiveness? And what did you see in her? She thinks she, my heart goes out to this woman because you can see her reliving the trauma as she speaks of it. When you see the entire clip, you will see little glimpses of that little girl who went through that trauma. This woman is so dear, I, could, I just wish I could hug her. I, I wanna meet her one day. Uh, but I want your comments below. Tell me, does it look to you like she forgave or did she not forgive? And if you have any kind of perspective on where she's coming from when she says, I took care of him because he was in need. Uh, I learned to love him. Three and a half years of taking care of him. Do you see forgiveness in that? <laughs> Help me to understand. Now, I'm not judging her at all. I've been there, done that, okay? I'm just saying I want to understand what are the dynamics behind being able to love so fully and still not forgive. There's a lot of confusion about what forgiveness is. Some people think that they can't forgive because they think they're obligated to forget, forgive and forget. Some people can't forgive because they may have thought they had, but then they're dealing with the emotions and the hurt and the pain forever behind whatever they went through. Well, I'm going to clarify something here. Forgiveness doesn't mean you forget. Think about it. If we just completely forgot everything that ever happened to us wrong, then where do we learn the lesson moving forward? Now, in the church, a lot of people think that you're supposed to forgive and forget. But when, you, when I read the scripture, what I'm seeing is the Lord says, 
we should forgive, but he never tells us to forget. From what I'm reading, he says that he will forgive us and throw our sins into the sea of forgetfulness, and he will forget our sins. But as human beings bearing the brunt of the pain in our very souls, we have that lesson inside of us. We walk with the realities, the emotional devastation, the traumatic emotions that come behind being hurt by someone. So what forgiveness is not, it is not forgetting. Let me tell you something else forgiveness is not. Forgiveness doesn't mean that we stop hurting. It doesn't mean that we stop dealing with the consequences of what we went through. It doesn't mean that we condone what the perpetrator did to us. It means none of those things. So you can forgive and still be dealing with the emotional scars. You can forgive and still want to hold that individual accountable for what they did. You can forgive and still remember what you went through and have to struggle through it. So forgiveness is not a switch that we turn on. Oh, I forgive. So I'll never think about it again. I'll never feel the repercussions of it again. That's not the deal. So even if you have forgiven and you think you have to keep forgiving every time that you face the reality of that hurt or that pain or that abuse in your life, that does not mean you did not forgive. Forgiveness is an act of your will. Forgiveness is a decision we make. Now, granted, forgiveness is necessary for us to heal from the inside out. Okay, that means that we have totally healed from the inside out. We've dealt with that. We've healed that wound down to the white meat and the bone. Okay. Now, even with that healing, we do not forget. You have forgiveness, and then you have the healing process. You have forgiveness, and you still have to deal with the repercussions of that abuse or that pain in your life. You have forgiveness, and that perpetrator has to be held accountable still for what they did. Story time. Okay, so you guys know that I was married for 16 years to a man that after we divorced, he wound up convicted of rape and he is in prison. Before that happened, he was in jail before I moved up here to Michigan. So we got a situation where he went back into jail. I was just done with his behind because he lied to me about a myriad things. Not the least of which was that he was guilty of whatever they were accusing him of. So he's in jail. I move up here. Now, I'm wrestling with this. I want to forgive this joker. And just when I think I've forgiven, then some more crap comes up. A phone call from him. Some other crap that comes up that has to be dealt with. In the meantime, while he's in there, it's like I couldn't just slice the cake and be just there with just separate things and with repercussions of that that would come up. Now, 
I'm still married to this guy. I had not divorced him. Let me just tell you, so this the deal. I didn't even know if I'd need to divorce this joker because his brother calling me talk about, well, you know, he never divorced his first wife. Now, I'm saying to myself, never divorced his first wife. I told his brother, I said, oh, he told me he wasn't married to Anita, that they were just living together. He said, Anita, his first wife was Sandra. I'm saying Sandra, who the heck is Sandra? Not just, not just how crap was all whacked out back then. So that was, uh, when I moved up here, he was in prison. Now, it was later on after the divorce, some years later, that he wound up going down for rape, okay? So, I'm in limbo. I'm, do I need to divorce this knucklehead? Do I not divorce this knucklehead? Am I really married? Am I not married? It's like I was in that kind of limbo. And so because we were married, then there were things that had to come up. Y'all, y'all, him calling my behind from prison. And I'll have to tell y'all what a, what a hot smoking mess that had to be. And I was a hot smoking mess because my emotions were all over the place. I was so bitter and so angry. Well, I spent a lot of time reading the Bible, listening to Christian television and everything when I came up here because the Lord really needed to work a lot of stuff out of me. I mean, this was just round two in a marriage. I had already divorced a joker that was beating my behind. So as I walk up back into some more trauma, and so I'm stuffing what went on with the first husband, walking into this mess with the second husband, and so I'm just brewing and stewing over everybody, okay? And so I'm thinking, I want to forgive, you know, I want to get close to the Lord and I want to forgive. And then I get to a point where I forgive him. And then some more crap comes up. But now just like pulling laundry out of a thing, just crap coming up. And then I'd be off to the races in my emotions again and think, okay, now I got to forgive him again. No. Let me tell you what happened. I was out doing a review for my job. So we used to go out and do management reviews and I was on site. And I remember I was so wound up and angry because this person I was supposed to talk to wasn't there. And so I'm just snapping at everybody on their staff and they'd send me down to another room, you know, to wait for her. And when she walked in and I talk about this in the book. It was like a ray of sunshine. It's like no matter what negativity was waiting in that room for her, she's walking in glowing like the Lord. And it, long story short, she and me, me and this woman became friends. And then I would see her off the job. I would come down and we went to a Sandy Patty concert. And I came and spent the weekend with her. And over the phone one day, my turning point came. Apparently, I was fussing about my my husband again, and she said, Linda, you will to forgive, and then you ask God to heal your heart. It was such an epiphany for me. You mean to tell me that every time I get in my emotions or every time the hurt comes up, every time the trauma shows up in my life, I don't have to keep forgiving that I have forgiven just by the act of my will. And that just was a turning point for me because it told me that I had made the decision to forgive. And so all of the emotions and all of the changes and all of the shed layers of trauma that came behind it, all of the healing was part of the process.
It is a process. We do ourselves such a disservice when we think that something is a magic pill or a panacea and and that we're supposed to just on a dime turn and erase even a lifetime of pain and trauma that we haven't dealt with. That made the difference in my life because I was able to move forward from there. I didn't have to kick myself and say, you need to forgive, you need to forgive every time I went through another stage of my healing process. So that's what I did, Lord. I have already forgiven him. Now, please heal my heart. And boy, that's another story. That whole healing process is another story, honey. Anyway, that's story time. So I just want you to understand that just because you still hurt, just because you still remember, doesn't mean that you haven't forgiven if you've made the decision to forgive. If you have said that I'm going to forgive them, that doesn't mean I condone what you did or I take fault for what you did or I don't want you to pay the consequences or repercussions of what you did. None of that is involved in forgiveness. None of that. But we have to own the fact that we ain't God, right? So we don't have the power to punish. We don't have a power to, 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 to forgive the sin itself. We forgive what they did to us. But that's as far as we can go with that. And we got to quit thinking that by virtue of choosing not to forgive, that we're holding something over their head or even have any kind of influence on what kind of karma they get down the line or not. So, for instance, if, if, if somebody robs you, okay, and you say, okay, I'm going to forgive. Is that meaning that you can change the whole world and the universe so that the law enforcement doesn't get they behind? No, no. You can't really control the police, but forgiving doesn't mean, oh, I forgive you. I don't want you to pay the consequences of what you did, please. Uh-uh. So I'm trying to understand why. What do we get out of it? It's some kind of psychological satisfaction that we're thinking that we're getting out of refusing to forgive people. Now, this is in no way blame the victim here, y'all. I'm just saying. It's in no way blame the victim. I'm just saying, I want you to think about, even write it down if you have to. This is not judgment. I really think that we should sit and write down what we get out of refusing to forgive somebody for something they did to us. Really, be honest with yourself. What does that do for you? How does that affect them? Because I'm telling you, some people are so stuck on stupid that they do you wrong and think nothing of it. It's just like flitting a mosquito off of them. They don't think it's anything wrong or they don't have any guilt about it or they're out there doing the same dang thing to somebody else that came across their path. And so not forgiven or forgiven doesn't change their perspective on what they did. 
Whether you forgive them or not, that perspective probably isn't changing. But think about it. If it's something that they did to you, what, 20, 30 years ago, maybe they have gotten over that. Maybe they went out there and did good for, you know, the, for, for other people. I don't have a clue. Maybe they pulled it together. And maybe they quit being ugly like they were when they hurt you. I don't know. Because we can all well, I don't know about narcissists, okay? But most of us can change. And so what is our sitting in that refusing to forgive doing for us? So what's going on inside us really is not affecting them. And I think it's some kind of revenge dynamic. Maybe we feel like we're holding something over their head or we're holding this thing against them as punishment, but if it interferes with our healing process or stops us from being able to heal, then is it doing us harm? I'm going to spare all of the cliches about forgiveness and yada, 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 and I certainly hope you hear my heart in this. I wish you the ability to forgive your wrongdoers. And I wish you the deep inside out healing it takes to move forward in power and take revenge on a past that was difficult for you. I want to see you walk into your destiny and I want to see you fully become the divine connection that I know you are in the master plan. There are people out there that need to hear your story. There are people out there that need you in their lives to understand where they are because you come through that. And I believe that you are strong and powerful and empowered based on your healing to be able to move forward in life and to thrive instead of just survive. I'm offering you a, a no-cost breakthrough session. 30 minutes, let's kick it. Tell me what your goals are. Tell me what you're struggling with, and then we can determine whether or not we'd be a good fit to work through it. Make an appointment for your free, no-cost, 30-minute breakthrough session. Always remember your greatest power is realizing the truth of who you are. Know that truth. Thank you for joining me today on When Your Mind Becomes the Scene of the Crime podcast. Schedule your free breakthrough session now at lindafwilliams.com. That's lindafwilliams.com.